welcome to the shit show that you know as Spread the Dread Podcast. What's up, you fucking dreadheads? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And I'm a rapper now, Joe. It's official. It's uh it's all on uh, it's it's all here now, you know. It's so, all recorded. I'm just a couple of face tattoos away from not needing you or these fucking kids. <laughs> or this podcast. So you think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna always the podcast <laughs> but again everyone welcome to a brand new episode of spread the dread podcast um good week yeah a crazy monday by the way for downloads i want to thank all you fuckers and fuckettes out there we had i'm not gonna give the number i'm not gonna give the number mm. no no we gotta okay. we gotta keep we gotta play that I'll close to the tongue. chest my bad we gotta play that close to the chest because if we say the number there'll be some who go holy shit i never thought they got that many plays and then there's going to be others who are just like, that's not a lot of plays. Yeah, let's go off So, it. <laughs> But for us, it was a record-breaking day on Monday, yeah, yeah. which is nuts. It, it never happens on a Monday. It's no. always on upload days, and I was like, holy shit. Maybe the day after an upload. Maybe a Wednesday or a Thursday. had pre- Actually, Wednesday and Thursday had tied back-to-back yeah. for Carl Panzram right. for our most downloaded days, you sick, twisted fucks. Yeah. Uh, and then y'all shattered that. Uh, and, and they were going after a little bit of everything. Pee Wee Gaskins, that was the, the episode 11 we just yep. uploaded. That's been doing great. Junka Ferrudo, um, what is this, as well as uh, Three Guys, One Hammer. Three, ma- three, uh, three Maniacs, One Hammer. Yeah. The, uh, the Dini Pro Killers. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, the, uh, the last, uh, the final wrap-up for the Fright Flick Fuck Mary Kill for uh, Fear Street Trilogy was oh, yeah. doing very good yeah, as well. 66, so so yeah. thank you. All of you very much. Yes, thank um, you. I, we also had quite a few new reviews on Apple. So we always want to remind you guys for the five-star super spreader. Remember, we're giving those stickers away. They're free. They only cost you a review. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what are we, what, 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 uh, oh, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> what? Podcasting platforms were they able to do those all on, Joe? I know there was Apple, uh, Castbox. I think was another one. Ah, oh, God, you're you're putting me on the spot again. I, I know, I know, and it, and it's tough because what we, we the the stickers literally say five star super spreader. Yeah. So again, you can go to a lot of these places and you can favorite an episode and download it and follow us, which we, we fucking love. We yeah. absolutely love that. But not Thank all you. Don't them accept reviews. They don't. Most of them don't. Not yeah. where you can review the whole show. Mm-hmm. You can go in and even like drop a comment about an episode and yeah. stuff like that. So um, we'll get that full list for you. I know the video, the weekend update we posted this past Saturday, Saturday we listed yeah. all of them, but mm-hmm. I, I sadly don't have them in the notes right in front of me. Um, but remember, if you posted it, that's only half the battle. We love it. We love that you posted the reviews, but if you want the free stickers, you have to send us a screenshot of the review you posted along with your mailing address to our Facebook or our Instagram or to spread the dread podcast at gmail.com in order to get your free stickers. So if you did put a review in this weekend, Make First sure off, you, thank you, but please reach out. Right, wait, we want to thank you physically, and since I mean, you know, we can Jonathan, do, we can do. We can. There's a lot of physical ways <laughs> one could thank one, but legally, 
I can give you a sticker. <laughs> so make sure that you're you know you're handling all that. Um, if you're new or you're high like a lot of our listeners and don't remember anything, Joe, where should everyone go to link up with us? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. What will they find there? All of our social media links as well as all the links to our, I guess you could say, best or favoritest podcast applications. There is Plus. no favorites. Like I said <laughs> in the last episode, we are fucking whores. We're all, if you can, I mean, unless you personally. I secretly have my favorites, but I shall not disclose. Right. Well, no, we have our preferred, but we're on every fucking thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we're really are. We like, really unless, are. unless someone listening started their own podcast platform this past week, we've probably already got the request in to join, <laughs> but we're just not on there yet. But yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. So, and we're also on YouTube and BitChute, which is weirdly enough a decent place to listen to our episodes. Episodes, it's really noticed. crazy the the YouTube numbers and even the bit shoot numbers considering we don't film anything live. Yeah. It's literally just an image up and the audio. We just basically want to go ahead and claim it. We know there's people who have like the premium YouTube and stuff like that where you can actually listen to the videos with like your phone screen cut off or your, you know all that other stuff, but mostly it was just for placeholder, but if if you found us via YouTube or bit shoot Welcome to the shit show. Yeah. And holy hell. And thank hell, you thanks. for the plays or the views, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that other good stuff. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, spreadthedreadpodcast.com. You're going to want to hit us up on there. So, before we get into this episode, episode number 12 of Spread the Dread Podcast, where we are covering the fucked up couple. Is it Glaus? <laughs> Glaucaster. Uh, Gloucester, Shireton, Freedington, Hampton. However, <laughs> the UK, well, not the UK. Let me not besmirch the UK. England. You got to quit adding shit to the end of names. <laughs> I Either pick Shire or Tun or Sester or what? One, not both. It's ridiculous at this point. But yes, this episode is all about Fred and Rose West. But before we do that, we have the debut. We finally found some podcasts fucking stupid enough to advertise with us. And there's some fucking good ones. We're going to have them coming up. We have at least three or four over the next coming weeks so far. But this first one, we're going to play for you right now, which is from a fantastic podcast called True Crime Buzz. Hi, I'm Brittany. And I'm Amber. And we're the hosts of True Crime Buzz. We believe there's nothing better than a good glass of wine. Or Diet Coke. And true crime. So buckle up and get ready, y'all. Because each week we like to pour a glass and discuss the most insane true crime stories ever. That's right. Murders, missing persons, cults, we cover it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. With new episodes every Tuesday. So grab a drink and join us. Cheers. So yes, that was the promo from True Crime Buzz. If you're on Instagram, make sure to follow them at TC. That's Tango Charlie. If you're, you know, in the military or, you know, one of those people who still do like ham radio and shit. But that's at TC Buzz podcast and joe they just put out a brand new episode it's their episode number 59 they're more popular than us yeah they're they, covering josh and susan 
Powell family murders. Yes, yes. If you don't know about Josh Powell, fucking father of the year there. <laughs> uh, and he's Mormon. And if you listen to us and you're a Mormon, you, you know, don't stop listening to us. But you, you've got some fucked up kinfolk. <laughs> um, and uh, Josh Powell proves it. But you want to definitely go check out that brand new episode. It's episode number 59 for him again. You probably already, if you know of us, you probably already know of them because they're way more polished and, and uh, popular than we are. But they decided to slum it. And fucking <laughs> kudos to both of them for doing that. So again, that's True Crime Buzz on Instagram at TC Buzz Podcast. Definitely check them out. They are spread the dread podcast approved for whatever the fuck that may mean. All right, Joe, so let's start up officially episode 12 about Fred and Rose West. Yes, so let's kick it off with Fred West. Right, and we're going to have to do this because there was a bit of an age gap between the two. So the the best way we could figure note-wise to do this was Let's tell you about Fred up until Fred meets Rose. Yes. And then let's, te- let's tell you about Rose up until Rose meets Fred. Then we'll cover their Fro- fuck up Fred. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say froze and rest because <laughs> I'm slightly dyslexic and maybe the vodka's kicking in. Who knows at this point, Joe? But yes, so let's start off with Fred West. Give us the lowdown on that bio. Yes, so Fred West, he was born as Frederick Walter Stephen West, September 29th, 1941. This fucker died via suicide, i.e. hanging. Somebody didn't want to pay the piper. Uh, Yeah. January 1st, 1995 at 53 years old. That's a hell of a New Year's resolution. Yeah. Sitting in your jail seat like, you know, for for 1995, I just, you know, I really think that I want to be dead. And, and I want to be hanging with a heart on. <laughs> well, yes. And again, Angelus. make sure you follow us on IG for, for, for all those dreadfield facts. You would know what Joe was talking about. And if you don't, shame on you unless it's your first episode. In which case, welcome, welcome Joe. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> back to Fred West. Yeah, so. Talk, let's talk about Fred West's fucked up childhood. I'm going to tell you what, everybody. This is a story right here where I'm going to tell you, like, I don't under fucking stand how these two met each other. <laughs> we we said this when going through the, We said this while going through the notes. I was yeah. like, dude, if you were like again, if you if if someone who's listening to this is religious, I fucking my Maybe hat you're is, not. My <laughs> hat is off to you for being able to be religious and looking past sinners like us. <laughs> However, if you were on the fence. I told, I literally said this to you the other night. I was yeah, like, this makes me yeah. almost ag, like an atheist <laughs> versus being an agnostic or like a, you know, a deist or theist, whatever that I am, where I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. This almost made me go, no, there is no God. <laughs> because it's like I told you, I was like, it's like if there is a God, he's running a really fucked up Sims village, like off the PC. And he found like, two. Fucking smash them together. He Let's found see two what of happens. his worst fucking creations yeah. and was like, Let's see what happens when they meet. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. So, yeah, just get into Fred West's childhood, Joe. Yeah. So, he was actually born to a, a, a pretty poor family. His father was the disciplinarian. His mother was very overprotective over him because he was the first surviving child of his parents. So Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, they're, they, did, they actually didn't count how many previous miscarriages or, or stillbirths there were. But I guess it was numerous because it was of note. Yeah, I mean, well, if you treasure Fred West, if you've, 
you've got a fucked up batting average, <laughs> if, if we're being fair. Um, from a pretty early age, he was actually deemed a mother's boy. And the biggest reason was because <laughs> his mom. You love your mommy. You love your mommy. <laughs> up you, you fucking twat. That's how British people talk. So I'm, so I'm led to believe. believe. We actually Be have a BBC. A decent, we actually have a decent bit of viewish, uh, or, uh, uh, like British viewer, not viewers, listeners, listeners or whatever. So, yeah. so feel free to correct me, but I'm pretty sure you guys just say twat and throw up a backwards peace sign a lot whenever <laughs> someone you don't like is around. Um, the, the biggest reason why um, he had a lot of trouble throughout his uh, the time, the limited time he was at school, is his mom was kind of. Plum. <laughs> robust. Yes. Yeah. Robust. That's great. There you go. I was about to say that was a lot better than my rope. She was. Comment. She was. She was thick. Uh, go, go, no, thick she girl. was beyond thick because I saw a picture of her. <laughs> it's a fine line, and ladies, as a straight cis white male, I don't like to sit there and tell you when I think you crossed the line from thick to fat. <laughs> But there is that line that exists, and I don't think it's a common community guideline. It's more of like, you know, Individual in the eyes of the beholder kind exactly. of shit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, apparently Fred, wrote, Fred West's mom, there was not a lot of arguments to be held on which side of the line she fell. Yeah, it, it didn't help that every time that Fred got into trouble at school, she showed up with her very rotund, round ass, dressed very inappropriately, yelling at his teachers. Oi! <laughs> you fucking cut teacher! <laughs> Look at me in my fucking tube top and fucking hot pants when I fucking talk to you! <laughs> my Freddy's just as smart as any them fucking twats you got in there, you fucking minge! <laughs> And that would be the reason why he dropped out 15 years old. I would make an incredible UK mother to a serial killer. And I don't mind admitting it. I don't mind admitting it. I could, I could, we'll put that out. We'll put that laugh out to Unicorn Princess on fucking IG. who was like, the only person so far to go, I like Joe's laugh. It reminds me of mine. And to your husband, Unicorn Princess, who I have never met, I feel his pain. But yeah, go, off, but go, God damn, but fuck go, off. go on, Joe. Um, uh, God damn it. <laughs> so he drops out at 15 because uh, apparently 15. Not from his mother's laughter. 15 years is all he could take of this chick going out there in fucking hot pants, tube tops with her fucking rolls hanging out and calling all of the teachers fucking twats, <laughs> you know, fucking rotten twats before Fred was just like, I think, I think it might be best if I just leave. You know? <laughs> He's like fucking deuces. Um, so Fred made claims about this point in his life. So I want to st start this off that none of this was ever substantiated. Is, or it, is it fair to, is it fair for anyone to say if there's anything in this episode that comes straight from the horses, i.e. and especially Fred, if you look at his teeth, when I say the horse's <laughs> mouth, I'm fucking meaning it, bro. Uh, but if it comes straight from Fred and Rose West. Take it with a pinch it, of salt. Actually, mostly Fred. Rose seemed to be the more honest of the two up she until the later half. She didn't give a shit about half. who she was. Yeah, no, she didn't. Um, okay. But Fred was notor a notorious fucking liar. Gotcha. So that's why I say is like, I'm, I'm just going to say, never substantiated. <laughs> it was actually denied by his brother, Doug. 
And I'm going to run through these bullet points. Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so he was technically, Fred said he was introduced to sex by his mother at 12. What does that mean? So that she fucked him when he was like 12 years old. Yeah. And again, it does not fit what his other siblings have said, specifically his brother Doug, who went on the record. Like You look at Fred and you tell me he's special. No. no, 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 no. Fred's line. The only thing special, special in Fred's, Ed? yeah, <laughs> special Fred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead. Um, he uh, experimented with bestiality in his early teens. That I might. That believe. doesn't surprise yeah, me. That, honestly, that one. If there's anything Fred West said in this entire episode that I would maybe like, I right, had to fuck chickens. Like, I would gonna, get it. Yeah, if you're gonna put a you line on it. Oh. Yeah, if you're going to put a line on it in Vegas, I would throw in probably a, at least 50 on it and be like, yeah, no, Fred West, he definitely fucked around with animals. Yeah, so he also claimed to have raped and impregnated his younger sister and claimed that the reason why was because he saw his father rape his sisters all the time. And again, Doug was like, that shit didn't fucking go down. Like, dude's a liar. And that's why I'm like, eh, grain of salt, you, it's barely worth a bullet point. Right, you, but just usually, to let you know... Fred is a notorious fucking liar. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you can't deny at this point how fucked up of a family environment this would be if if what Fred said was true. And if you look at mostly historical accounts, it's never when you have multiple children in the house. You know, so at least at this point, I'm going to guess, I, I, I don't have it here, but he had at least another brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. So there's at least three siblings in the house. The odds of a low-income family keeping... I think it was like sh- seven or eight. That's and I do f- not know if they all made it to adulthood, but I want to believe he was the eldest of seven or eight. Okay, so, so either way, let's, let's just assume the three we're talking about, Fred, his brother, and the sister he claimed that he impregnated. Let's just say there's just those three. You're talking about a very low-income family. At least Fred and his brother are sharing a room. Maybe all three of the kids. The idea that the parents were doing shit like this and only Fred noticed doesn't lend credence to his honesty. highly unlikely. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what's interesting about Fred and is a little bit about, it's a great glimpse into possibly his, uh, I guess you could say his, uh, level of intelligence or... (laughs) God damn it. Shut up, John. <laughs> maybe, maybe the horse kicked him in the head. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So fuck it. He's so too he's... poor to be around horses. Let's be <laughs> fair. Like, oh. a mule, a very tall dog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I thought God it was a it, horse, John. but it was a goddamn great thing. You know? <laughs> He kicked like a motherfucker. Uh, so Fred suffered very two distinct head traumas. This is legit, though. This is backed this up. This is there's, documented. There's, yeah, there's documented. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so in 1959, when Fred was only 17, he actually fractured a skull, which was fixed only by a metal plate, and he actually was in a coma for like upwards of a week after a motorcycle accident. Okay, so, yeah, it was a pretty bad like motorcycle accident from what I read about it too. Yeah. Like it was nasty. Yeah, so he had only had it like uh, I don't even know. I don't even think it was even a full year. And watch you can me see turn pictures. Watch me at twelve o'clock and pop a motherfucking wheelie, <laughs> boys, and just wipe. Like, <laughs> and that may be why he was so proud to have taken pictures with like siblings and friends and stuff. But you can actually find the pictures of Fred West. With multiple people around him on this fucking motorcycle, and you can very definitively tell that it's Fred West. Well, in um, poor then, communities, when somebody gets a come up like that, 
everybody kind of considers it. They're, they're like, hey, if Fred made it. <laughs> you, know, you see that fucking horse There's tooth? There's a chance. You see that horse tooth fucker over there? He got a brand new fucking bike, motherfucker. <laughs> I can make it too. Was know? Triumphs made out of Europe? Well, I'm going to assume since Triumph has like an Indian logo, <laughs> you know, that it's probably America being like, yeah, we took their land, but here's a motorcycle brand. <laughs> You know, chief, chief fucking 180cc. You know? <laughs> um, so obviously he had the motorcycle accident when he was and clearly his, his experience on a motorcycle was not a triumph no. because it wound up with him <laughs> in a fucking head plate. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fucking hell, John. All right. So the same year, like literally right after Fred recovers, this is the first time he meets and briefly dates his first wife. Catherine Rena Costello. So yeah, Catherine like Rena Costello. <laughs> because obviously she was just like, you see that bloke over there with all those bandages on his head? You know, the one with the barracuda teeth? <laughs> I'm going to marry that motherfucker one day. <laughs> Did you see him right before? She was Scottish. So can you do the Scottish? <laughs> right, right before that motherfucker wiped the fuck out trying to go 12 o'clock. I think Australian. Come on, I dial it in. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't fucking figure it out either way i hope he treated her good because if she's a scottish broad she would have clearly beat the living fuck she out of this boy have. She all right all right so let's yeah. go 1961 joe fred on an accident 2.0 <laughs> yeah so he's 19 and after he gropes a girl in a fire escape now this was outside of like a youth club like, like a, a church teen- youth club no no, no 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 like a teen like a teen town if y'all down know the, the about disco. like the midwestern shit like where they have like kids in there under a certain age oh, oh we want you guys a social club there we go a social club oh, with God. supposedly without alcohol but every fucking teen town i ever knew always had alcohol snuck in but regardless so he decides that he's going to aggressively grope a girl out on a goddamn fire escape. As was the way at the time. Well, not supposedly because bitch fucking decks his goddamn ass, knocks him off the fucking fire escape. <laughs> he falls fucking two stories and doesn't just hit fucking like dirt, cement, or asphalt, but his head catches the fucking first story set of rails, and then that's when he hits. And I'm like, motherfucker should have died, but then again, he had, I don't know he had that fucking, well, he had that metal plate already yeah, so he had that metal like, plate but he was like that that like farmer worker stock like you ain't killing them with a fall yeah yeah no, no, a couple no. of stories that's like me tripping over a table yeah like that ain't and gonna i think about like country boys like you know the was old she school. scottish yes wait so, so oh, no 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 oh, no, no. she's not was. yeah catherine was was scottish old Miss, chick yes yeah. was one of them fucking uh west end girls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my fucking tit <laughs> My funny, fuck you up. Yeah. Right when he's trying to tell her he's got a motorcycle, <laughs> she just fucking decks him in the jawline, and yeah. you know he fucking wipes out pretty good. So now, all right. now there, after this particular accident, what um, a fucking great guy this guy <laughs> yeah. is. Um, there was actual documented evidence of brain damage. He had um very uncharacteristic bouts of rage and. Um, you know, abnormal behavioral changes as far as like rage and his. So we're patience. saying up until this point, on on a grand, gross, over exaggerated scale, Fred West was kind of normal, ish. <sighs> okay, so the, capital okay. I S H. All right, I'm gonna apparently. fuzz the fucking lines up because obviously, when he recounts all this shit that happened from his childhood, 
he was already past the brain damage. Oh, but okay. it is evident that like so we have like, hospital records at least yes, of the accidents. And yes, shit. and a gotcha. very and a big change in his behavior. So and that's very indicative to brain damage, especially if fucker's gonna get a goddamn you know metal plate in his head. Thinks it's wise to grope an English chick on a two-story fucking fire escape, and then. Uh, should have fell to his death, but somehow survived. I mean, I got Ooh. drunk. I got drunk at Myrtle Beach on Senior Week, <laughs> and even I didn't grope a bitch on the fucking <laughs> second story of any fucking thing. South so. Carolina broads are not something to fuck with. No, they are haughty, sexy, and mean. Yes, and I like all three of those em. things. Yes. So yeah, no, no groping for me. So all right, so we're still in 1961. Fred has now turned 20, though, Joe. Yes. Uh, he's actually accused of impregnating a 13-year-old girl who was a family friend. And when he was questioned about this, he stated, well, doesn't everyone do it? <laughs> Literally his goddamn response. That's the biker way, you know. When you have a, you know, motorcycle guys, they, they, they bang to the beat of their own drum, mm. apparently. I know. I, there's, people, there's people who but love me who is, cringe, but I'm going to say it, and I said it, and I stand by this it. This is a callback, and those are the only reason I put in the notes. It is a callback to a possibility of severe brain damage. What, what doesn't everyone do it, baby? You know, like. And so his physician right behind him goes, you know, uh, he was claiming that Fred had already been having seizures, had what he deemed as epileptic fits. Uh, okay. And that is what got him off with any kind of jail sentence. So because, so this 13 year old, he's, he's uh, everyone's assuming he raped her. She's now pregnant. And he's like, yeah, but he has seizures. They, it was a symptom of the previous brain trauma. <laughs> Some that sort they of were, mania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The all right, equivalent so, so, of so, such, yes. So, all right, so when that happened, he just he just got away with it. Did they ever prove one way or the other on this impregnation of the 13-year-old? Or were they basically saying, yeah, he did it, but he's fucking stupid? There wasn't a whole lot of information gotcha. at that I, I point mean, that in time. Makes and sense obviously, at the this time. is before this computers. Is, yeah, 61. And yeah, God damn it. There's, no fuck, there's barely any fucking paper trail past like the 80s, so... Right, but I after only this, know what was what was I could find in articles. But after this, at least his family was at least they believed it enough Fuck to be like, all kid. right, Fred, Fred, don't, don't, you know, I know the Christmas goose and the plum pudding and all that's a lot <laughs> of enticing, but if you could not come home this Christmas, that'd be great. <laughs> um, just take your motorcycle and fucking ride off into the sunset. Uh, so he he became estranged from his family. Uh, took jobs in construction. Uh, I'm not knocking my construction boys out there. I hope you're listening to us on the job site. But if you are, there's a good chance there's a Fred West among you. And when I said that, at least least five of you thought of the exact same name on your construction (laughs) site. So I would make sure to keep an eye on that I wonder why he called out today. (laughs) He's talking about Tom. (laughs) You know, know, fucking. And so, yeah, so keep an eye on him. Um, And then uh, he, you know, Quickly caught stealing from job sites and having sex with young girls, which, if you have seizures, is something that you are prone to do sometimes, people. Duh. In 1962, uh, Fred briefly reconciles with his family. (sighs) Got got his bike fixed. (laughs) Ready to go. Ready to try to make amends. Paid some money to the 13-year-old girl. Whatever happened. Whatever. Everything you, you know, as, as a you know, responsible human, you do, you know. And yeah. so the family's like, oh, you know, come on, you know. We're yeah. all right, Fred, come around. 
Well, you paid for the abortion, so come move back oh, on in. Oh, you went there. Yeah. Was that, did that happen? No, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Let's assume. Let's just say the West family is not prone to or not uh, opposed to abortion. We'll talk about that in the aftermath. Pro-choice West. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Yeah. So come on now. Let's so go. he recon- reconciles with the family, moves back in. But then Rena comes back oh, so from he actually Scotland. Moved back. He moved back in when he reconciled. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. He, right. he needed a place to stay. Rena came back from Scotland. She's pregnant. And she immediately was like, I need me some friend. Immediately. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, that level of depravity. <laughs> if, any, if, any, if any of our fans out there right now are pregnant, I want you to go looking at pictures of Fred West. And if you feel the need to fucking, uh, you know, play the fucking pogo stick with him, message us and let us know. Because otherwise, I think Rena was looking for a fucking come up or a simp or something. Um, so she's obviously, she has this background of being a troublemaker she's a record a record of burglary and prostitution so honestly uh, she kind of fits in with fred i I mean fair play he's not a prostitute but uh he's definitely been stealing some stuff well on top of all that she's also pregnant by an asian bus driver now this sounds more like i want to say is i don't know i feel that's kind of hard to do What? <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm just leaving it that. She All was right. pregnant with an Asian Either bus way, driver. miracles can happen. <laughs> now, everyone remember Joe's half Asian. So if you're white and got on your high horse right there, it's like, she can't say that about Asian yes, people. Yes, I That's her people. Can. And you're a racist, not her. So, <laughs> me. <laughs> so, so she, yeah, so she's pregnant. She comes back from Scotland. Oh, I'm afraid. Come over here. You know, I can't do it anymore, Joe. I don't know the accents anymore. <laughs> and I honestly, I should have watched Pixar's Brave so that I would have figured out how to do these, but I didn't. But either way, her, the, her and Fred, Rena and Fred, match made in fucking hell. They marry on November 17th, 1962, and immediately move to Scotland. Because if you marry a Scot, if you think you're going to keep them away from sheep, mountain, and calling yards heaths, you are wrong, <laughs> sir, ma'am, either or, neither nor. So, yeah, they went back to Scotland in, after they were married, which brings us to May 22nd of 1963, Joe. Yes, so the following year, Charmaine West was born. So this is obviously the, the uh, child that Rena plus this an is, Asian yeah, bus yeah. driver had. I don't know. She was born. I don't know what part of the Asian continent Charmaine <laughs> is a representation of if you i thought know, that was american know. south but bro that sounds i mean i've been to some strip clubs in atlanta <laughs> and if you don't think that i've had a completely nude bottom charmaine, from Charnisha, somebody named charmaine putting my nose right up in it thinking i'm gonna sling a dollar you don't know john well enough <laughs> and if you think joe took offense to that you don't know either one of us no. you motherfuckers keep listening paying I attention did. and we love you i'm doing air quotes their daughter <laughs> charmaine west she's born uh and uh that fred wrote his mother stating the baby died but they adopted a mixed race baby yeah so joe explain this <laughs> As I know. a southern white boy, I feel like I just made a lot of people uneasy, so yeah. go ahead. So, essentially, uh, Fred's parents didn't care much for Rena. 
they didn't approve of this whole like you know a relationship of her, like, getting, oh. of her getting pregnant by a but they uh, didn't Asian. know they oh. didn't know they thought it was fred's baby oh, and so okay. like okay we'll let it we'll let it slide because that's our grand youngin since he knocked her up he can marry it but no <laughs> And so when all this transpired, so now he's got to explain why this baby has a pretty good tan. Yeah, or, oh, or slanted okay. eyes. You know, like whatever the case is. There, Joe, the the PC term is almond. Really? I don't know. You're that makes Asian. No Tell goddamn me. sense. All right. I'm Either way, everyone, I don't again, know what a fucking remember, almond is. Joe unless is it's half my milk. Filipino and half Irish Welsh. So if you have a problem with so it, so I'm brash you're the and Asian. Not just her. saying. Go ahead though. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, gonna I'm not being racist. This. God I'm damn stepping it. out on this. Yeah, I'm shut up. Out. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> so they told their mother or told Fred's mother that you know the baby had died, adopted a mixed race baby, but. After a few, I guess you would even say, it, it, it actually didn't say specific amount of time, but essentially, essentially, Rena said she wasn't happy with being Fred's sex life. So I would say that could be even anywhere from two months to like, I don't know, 12 months. I didn't know in the UK that's what they called their wives. Weren't uh, they married? Yeah, they were, but... Rena said that there was never normal sex. Oh. Normal sex was minimal, and it was quoted as saying, he wanted oral sex, bondage, and sodomy at all hours of the day and night. I'm going to go ahead and say this, and if you're listening to this podcast, we provided you with a picture. Um, Fred West has the easiest to say no to when it comes to <laughs> sodomy face I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> You can't uh, trust that. He looks riddled. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Rena clearly was on some hard times. She was just like, he just, he just wants, but that he was wants too much fucking ice but look, looking at the pictures of Rena, she could have done so much fucking better. But. You know how many people have looked at history, pictures of us and said the same thing for you? Really? Probably. Probably not. Probably. Probably the reverse, honestly. No, no. And if you if you ever thought the reverse of that, you don't know what Joe does in the bedroom, so fuck you. John. <gasps> anyway. God so, damn it. So July 6th. So, yeah, let's get to July 6th of 1964. So Anne-Marie West was born. This is Fred's first biological child. This is with Rena, right? Yes. This so is after Charmaine. So Charmaine was the stepdaughter. Well, apparently they weren't having too much anal sex. <laughs> or Fred, or Fred fucking had a fucking cockeyed aim, no pun intended, but he got her fucking knocked up. And they have... Uh, Anne Marie. Marie West. That's yep. on July 6, 1964. Yep. Uh, so that's it. Let's skip to October of 1964. Joe, what happens there? Okay. So, uh, Rena and friend, uh, befriend, um, at girl named Anna McCall. Who's that? Anna McFall, actually. October 1964, Rena and Fred end up befriending Anna McFall. Right. So soon afterward... Fred becomes involved in an accident with an ice cream, his ice cream, uh, right. ice cream so, truck, a, a, and a if, young boy was killed. Hey, if you don't think, again, wherever you're at, if you're driving, just stop. Traffic will stop around you. It's fine. <laughs> uh, wherever you're at, look at the picture right now. Look at the picture of this podcast. The dude in that picture, that's Fred West, drove an ice cream truck. Yeah. He went to children. And sold them sweeties for, I don't know, five pence, whatever the fucking <laughs> European thing was worth then. And <laughs> in true Fred West <laughs> fashion, 
I, if you've been around ice cream trucks, right, Joe? Yeah, some I, are I, creepy. I've, I've seen, some are goddamn creepy. But but even but, as a kid, right? But they are not known for speeding. Their whole purpose is to drive slow to let kids gather around them to give them over again their fucking hay pennies or six pences or whatever the fuck they used as money six back pence then. The richer. Nick, 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 nick. <laughs> you know, I want I want me an icy pop that looks like uh, what's that fucking uh, what's the woman's name? Margaret Thatcher. You know, you know, you know rocket pops with the fucking Iron Lady on it. <laughs> So out of fear of losing his job, Fred, <laughs> Rena, their two kids, and now Anna McFall come come back or move back to Gloucester. And Fred yeah. begins working as a lorry driver for an albatross. What the fuck does that mean? He is a driver for a slaughterhouse. What the fuck? So what's an albatross? Or did you mean to spell abattoir? Oh. Because I read these notes and I was like, that's some kind of weird British thing that I'm not aware of, but pff, Joe knows. Yeah, I think so, I fucked that up. God al- damn it. Abattoir. So abattoir. Because ab- an abattoir is what, you know, that's actually the technical name for a well, slaughterhouse. What the fuck is an albatross? Because That's a goddamn bird. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, I'm like, why is he driving cabs? Is the company called albatross? Is there a I think sentient we need to edit this out. <laughs> mega-winged bird that runs a lorry service <laughs> in the UK? And if so, as an American, I feel I should know of it. So, no, we're not editing this out because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, okay, so oh, he's God. a driver for a slaughterhouse. Yes. Uh, so- once he moves back to Gloucester after he fucking mows down a kid with his ice cream <laughs> truck. <laughs> All right, so, quote... One thing is clear, that at some stage, Fred developed a morbid obsession with corpses and blood and dismemberment. Probably around the time of that fucking ice cream truck (laughs) accident, I would imagine. Uh, There's no evidence that he had shown any such interest so far. It seems, then, that Fred West's sexual perversion became slowly more obsessive in the period following his marriage, and the evidence suggests that necrophilia and the desire to mutilate corpses began during this period, end quote, Colin Wilson, author of The Corpse Garden. That's, so if you've ever read The Secret Garden, The Corpse Garden is what was on the other side of the gate that the children crossed. And there was Fred West just wearing a fucking all white uniform with an ice cream truck ready to fucking go ham. Uh, early 1966, Joe, uh, Rena and Fred, they're not doing too good. No, they hadn't been doing you too got good. A fucking, but... You got a necrophiliac <laughs> British ice cream driver slash lorry driver for well, a he bird company. He technically was a necrophilic at this point. I think this was just the, had the seeds. desires. Yeah, ah. the seeds were planted. I mean, we've all, I mean, you know, if I ran over a young boy in my ice cream truck, who knows what I would, what would arouse <laughs> me at this point. Uh, but so, she wants to take the kids back to Glasgow. Uh, Fred refuses in Rena smart. Maybe the first smart thing Rena's done in this whole goddamn program so far she leaves anyway. Not so much. She huh? actually left the I kids. I should have read the next line. Yeah, she left the kids Joe behind. calls an, albat- an abattoir an albatross. I don't read the next line. Fuck off. That Fuck is, off. That <laughs> is the level of podcasting you're getting here, you sick fucks who return week after week. We love you. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, correct me. Oh, God. Yeah, correct so me. in July of 1966, Rena returns. That was quick. Be- because she misses her kids. And then, oh, so she left. For, what a what a bitch, ladies. Yeah. If you're gonna leave us, take the kids. Take the kids. A 
Not that, for y'all salvation, but for your the the woman's like mental salvation. She should be willing to take the fucking kids. That is the problem in this situation. I never once there was stated, no goddamn maternal instinct. This fucking cunt leaves without her fucking kids. Fuck this bitch. I never once said that the women shouldn't take the kids because they're better. In fact, <laughs> I'm stating you should take the kids because y'all are better. I'm saying that not from a sexist standpoint, but a feminist standpoint. <laughs> if you've had children, if you love those children, and you're leaving the dude, never leave them <laughs> with the guy. I'm a great father. I really am. I, I, and I can oh, say yeah, that no, I, I'm a great father. Agree. But I'm a great father in my mind because at any given moment, Joe could catch me slipping. And she I look be, at you and I'm like, he needs a break. Right, right. And so, bitch, like, if you can't like, see that. Like, mm-hmm. I've told Joe, I'm just like, look, you can't, you can't die before me. <laughs> Certainly not if our boys haven't graduated <laughs> high school. Like, they won't survive. The I don't know. conversations of Spread the Dread e- podcast. Eventually, my brain will go, everything you're worried that Joe's going to talk shit about you doing with these boys, mm. she's not around anymore, man. She's dead. Of course they can have maple syrup to drink. <laughs> it's fine. Last time you gave it that to them, did they stop yelling? <laughs> yes, they did. Was their sleeping breathing a little arrhythmic? <laughs> yes, but were they quiet? <laughs> that's not me. But that's just how dudes operate. I'm not trying to be sexist. If anything, I'm saying, hey, to all the ladies, Fucking, you gotta step up. We can't handle this. So are you trying to say that you're inferior? When it comes to making <laughs> sure, when it comes to making sure that girls and boys become women and men, absolutely. <laughs> Any dude who's raised kids on your own, they should put a sculpture of you in a museum. <laughs> I want to have an example to go look at and be like, "That's not real. <laughs> That's not real." And if someone go, "Actually, sir, here's the you know here's the database all about it and read all about it." Yes, he did. He managed to raise three kids on his own. I'm like that. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's no way. So obviously, early 1966, uh, 1966, Reen and Fred they were rocky. She wants to take kids back to Glasgow. The July, the same fucking year, 1966. She returns. She wants her kids. But she finds friend and their shared friend, Anna McFall, shacked up in a caravan, caravan, i.e. trailer. Which, to me, seems like the the least fucking damage he could have done when being left with the kids. Absolutely. Because naturally, he went, she's gone. There's kids. Where's the nearest female that can fucking help me at this point? And Please. No. no. This is the one part where I'm like, Fred, good job. Good job. Smart. First move you ever made right in your fucking life was immediately being like, my wife left me. I have children. Where's the nearest woman that finds me sexually attractive and will fucking help? <laughs> the survival tactic if I've that never is, heard no, one. That fucking is right there. That's some sort of Darwinian fucking law. That Fred, <laughs> no matter how many fucking metal plates and two-story balcony falls he fucking had, Fred West tapped into some fucking nature Kids, right there. Woman. Take care. Yeah, I need, I need help. <laughs> Where are some boobs that can help me? <laughs> no, that makes sense. So she she sees them shacked up in a fucking uh, caravan. She runs to the local police station. She reports it to Constable Hazel Savage. That sounds like a, a female wrestler or a male wrestler. I don't know. Hazel's exactly kind of female. asexual. She's is, female, okay, right. but I, I just wanted to 
uh, further illustrate, Hazel Savage tells oh, them yeah. that Fred, her husband, was a pervert and unfit to raise their kids. Not a lie. At this point in time, and this is the irony of the situation up in point this time, there were... I just read the next line. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. There were eight sexual assaults committed in Gloucester <laughs> by a man fitting Fred's description. <laughs> and many? nobody has made the goddamn connection in this instance. Hey, bitch says dude has sexual perversions. Hey, maybe we should go check him out. That dude is... He does not look like anybody else. Who else might fill that description? Nobody. Right. And I'm like, that's if I if that's I, some shady goddamn detective work. If I'm a British cop and I find that there's eight sexual assault crimes committed by a dude with a fucking curly fro and the dental makeup of a fucking barracuda, <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna do, the first thing I'm gonna do is be like, where's the closest caravan park? <laughs> He's got to be in there, assuming he has a home and is not homeless. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, July 1967. Joe, so uh, did Fred not get arrested? No. Uh, was it even under fucking suspicion? They just took it as a report. It was like, okay, Raina, go on. With All right, you. so when yeah. we, if we ever go to vacation in England, to this day, don't go to Gloucester because... They won't follow, but shit. No, so July 1967, Anna is seven months pregnant. This is the live-in maid assistant, whatever. She's that was supposedly supposed to have been friends with both of them. Just saying. Well, she's definitely friends with Fred. Yeah. Uh, but she's pregnant now. She demands that Fred divorces Rena and marry her. Uh, but Fred. But I mean, who was she pregnant by? Who? It says Anna was seven months pregnant by Fred West. Yeah, you skipped the Fred West part. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. So, 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 so Fred knocks her up. Yep. Uh, and she's like, hey, you know, you know, fucking, this is the Beyonce video of the 67s. Yeah, put a ring, put on, a ring on, it, on it, motherfucker. With your fucking fucked up teeth and your curly fucking hair. <laughs> I know you committed all eight of those sexual assaults, and I'm fucking covering for you. Uh, so he, he, she's like, hey, you know, divorce Rena, marry me. Fred, in true typical guy fashion, was like, Rena's Scottish. She'll beat the shit out of me, and my dental work <laughs> can't handle that again. I'll kill her. Uh, he killed her via strangulation, uh, methodically dismembered her. Uh, sorry, wait, no, he didn't kill Rena. He kills Anna? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I I'll read take that over. wrong. Yeah, yeah you yeah, did. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Back to Joe. Back yeah. to Joe, because John <laughs> fucked up like a guy does. Here we go. Spread the dread. Here's Joe. <laughs> so, uh... Fred kills uh, Anna McFall via strangulation, methodically dismembers her, dismembers her and their unborn child's uh, corpses, and fuck. keeps their fingers and their tro toes as trophies. So, and this, and the reason why I highlight it is because it is indicative of Fred's, like, to come other crimes. So did he keep, like, the fingers and toes? Of uh, the unborn fetus as well. Oh, God yep. damn it. Yeah. All right, so let's... let's. Which was probably easier than Anna's. Oh, you're supposed to be the good one. But they're more like cartilage at that point, so they're not that hard to cut. He could oh have my done god! It anyway, by accident. Anyway, 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 December 1967. <laughs> um, Fred suddenly single. Uh, Rena, he's like, you know, come on, babe, I got fucking, I took care of Anna. Don't you worry about her. She's gone. You move back in. There. I got the caravan all to myself. Come on now. Uh, she moves back in with Fred. Uh, but Fred would routinely send Rena out to work the streets. 
to compensate his wages. Yeah. Uh, that's hooking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nothing wrong with hooking, but it should be a choice that you make and not a choice that your husband or significant other makes Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. And to further illustrate this, I would just like to say that Rena previously had a history, and I think it's actually in the notes, she had a history of prostitution. So if Fred wasn't so much of like, hey, go hook and compensate, and she's like, hey, I'm going to go fuck other dudes to compensate for your shitty wages, more power fucking to you, bitch. I hit a boy with my fucking ice cream truck. My career is over. Put it on the fucking streets if you want us to have fucking beef and veg. <laughs> uh, but this gave him the privacy, Joe. Yeah, Fuck, I got dude. it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, please do that. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I kind of snuck it in there. Reading, I kept reading. Yeah. Fuck me. So he would send her out on these, uh, yeah, to hook the streets Ugh. because it gave him the privacy to begin molesting Charpain, Charmaine. Charmaine. Who was only two months shy of her third birthday oh, at this my point. God. And I cross referenced that. Yes, you heard that correctly. She was not even three years old yet, Ugh. and he wanted the opportunity to fuck with his stepdaughter. Sick right. goddamn fuck. So, so yeah, let's, let's get into the 1960s. Let's try to get the fuck off of Fred by himself. Yeah, so the following month, uh, Mary Bastlum, she was only 15, year old, uh, 15 years old. She was kidnapped from a bus stop in Gloucester. Then, February the following month, Fred's mother dies, and Fred went on a thieving spree. Petty theft and burglar, whatever he could get his fucking hands I mean, on. Everybody's he got... was lifting it. That was his way of reconciling with his yeah. mother's death. Whatever your religion is, you know, everybody's got to get over it and do their thing. So, you know, all right, Fred, here we go. Yeah, so there was obviously some kind of weird mourning point between February and November of the same year um, because there was nothing of note. But while working as a bakery delivery driver, <laughs> I, I couldn't. I could, I know for a fact now, I couldn't handle driving ice cream. But I think you know, if you've got some bread or something, I could probably. Goods. I think I could probably dodge the kids all right if you had that. So yeah, he's a bakery delivery driver, and while he's out, Almighty God, whatever you call him, her, they, them of the universe, allowed this fucking fucked up creature named Fred West to meet one Rosemary Rose Letts for the first time. So much like two uh, fucked up star-crossed lovers, they're oh, now, they've, now met, <laughs> they've now met each other. So now, Joe, let's go back. There's not much as much history on Rose before no. Fred as is with Fred. So we're still, we're still trying to make sure to bring this in under two hours for y'all, but this is a fucked up tale and we didn't want to skip on it. And if you think I'm not going to make a lot of fucking UK British accent jokes that are not probably accurately portrayed in their accent, <laughs> you don't know what show you're fucking on, baby. <laughs> so, Joe, give us the rundown, the bios about Rose West, Rosemary. Yes. So she was actually you know, born as Rosemary Pauline Letts on November 29th, 1953. And she's currently. Yes, you heard that. <laughs> 67 years old. And she is actually still incarcerated at HM Prison, New Hall. Flockton in West Yorkshire. Her father, Bill Letts, was actually schizophrenic, and her mother, Daisy Letts, suffered with severe depression. So much so um, that she actually 
ended up going through electroshock, but I'll get to that. Yeah, Bill is Lutz, this another example? Like, Rosemary was bred of two people who should have never, never. been able to meet each other. Yeah. And she will live her life with a man she should have never fucking met. Yes. So her father was cruel. He was abusive um, to his wife and his kids, and he was never gainfully employed. And the family's uh, the family always struggled financially. Now Daisy, uh, her this mother, is the mom. Yeah, okay, yeah, the mom, okay. was hospitalized for depression in '53 and received electroshock therapy while pregnant with Rose. Yeah. Now at this point in time the effects were not known. They were just doing it as an experimental procedure. Wait, did, so did they know she was pregnant while yes. doing it? Yes. So but they never thought that it had because the electrodes were on the brain. No physician at that time that practiced electric shock ever anticipated it affecting the rest of the body. They only wow. thought it affected the brain because that was the reason why they always dipped the receptors in water. Or some kind of, you know, fluid, <laughs> and then attach it to the cranial cavity. Well, they I mean, there's no way that we fucked the up the baby. We put, we put the receptors in water. <laughs> That's her scientific brain. as fuck. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucked up. Wow. Um, so, yeah, she, she, leave the, or she received the electroshock therapy while she was pregnant. Again, the effects weren't known at that point in time, but Rose, she after some the symptoms. fact, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was known to rock violently as a baby. Yeah, when I when I read this, they said that when she was like in her crib, she like, could rock I, herself across a goddamn. No, well, room. that was when she was in her pram, which yeah. is what they call a baby shoulder. Yeah, they would say she would rock so violently, like if she was in a stroller in the room or whatever, and like the brakes weren't on. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously you, you hear, you know, the way her parents, uh, Bill and Daisy were, of course they weren't they throwing the brakes on their motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, Let's see how far she can reach it. If she reaches this point, I hit you. She reaches this point, you hit me. <laughs> um, so yeah, she could literally move the, the fucking baby stroller across the room. She would shake so much as a baby. Yeah. And as she grew older, she would even rock her head for hours. Yeah, it went until less she was from the body and more just into the, the head. head. Yeah, and it, she would almost become hypnotized by it. And that's I love the, this. She, this is how poor people, and if you're poor, I love you. But this is how they deal with it. They're like, there's nothing wrong with her if we give her a nickname. Uh, there's no medical problem. If we make as fun a former of it. poor kid, fuck off. Okay. Well, did you have someone that was violently shaking their head until they would zone out, and you nicknamed them Dozy Rosie? <laughs> That's fucked up, right no, there. No, but I had a lot of unfortunate poor nicknames that I will not divulge ever to you All or right. this goddamn well, podcast. Once so this mic's off, off, let's hit more of that vodka. And you tell me no. all about it. <laughs> Never. All right. Uh, so, but 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 luckily. She was she wasn't very intellectual. She did she did poorly in school. Yeah. Uh but she did know how to get on Bill, her daddy's good side and she was his favorite kid. Yeah. Pretty much spared all the beatings, all the wrath of him and all of that stuff. Like she 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 which I'm sure was fucking her mom and kids and the and her siblings probably did not like her much for that. She was learning a manipulative nature. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and a, as she grew up, she she started getting chubby. And believe me, now I mean, you know, nothing wrong with that. You got to, you know, not a damn thing. No, you got to have a little bounce in your ounce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that shit. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and, you know, you know, y'all seen our pictures. <laughs> You know how your boy John fucking rolls and how I fucking dig our shit. So ain't nothing wrong with that. But um, 
Rose was not cool with this. No. And if it was ever mentioned, of course, anybody, I grew up, I mean, way fucking fatter than I am now. Uh-huh. And everybody knows you get teased on. It's the way kids are. You know, there comes the phrase, as cruel as school children. But Rose, if you said anything, she would get violent. That this is this was actually the part where I kind of sympathized her because anybody picked on me for being chubby, I would fuck them up. You were like, am, I would am me- I a serial killer? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I immediately like fucking clenched my fist. I was like, yeah, they fucking deserve that goddamn shit. Uh, but despite all this, she she was very sexual as a teen and unabashedly fucking sexual. So like. She would walk around the house naked, like, after her baths. Like, as a teenager, just around the family, if friends were over, did not give Give a a shit. shit. Yeah. Uh, And, again, uh, she would actually sneak into her younger brother's bed while he was asleep and would sexually fondle him. Yeah. Um, Now, her her father, Bill, he, he wouldn't let her date older boys. It, it it's well, never boys s- her own age. Sorry, there we go. Sorry, boys her own age. Yeah. I got it backwards there. But it never said if there was any kind of a sexual abuse towards him from him towards her. It was speculated, but it wasn't corroborated. Right, because you see all these warnings. There's obviously warning signs of someone having some sexual problems as a kid with the way she was acting but then again we're talking about a fetus that was getting electroshock therapy so it, it may not have been needed yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah I feel uh, like. but but bill didn't let her talk to boys her own age um but uh so that sh- made her kind of focused on, on kids older are, men yeah not the her more, own the more age. dangerous honestly at that instance like if i the had more a daughter experience right if i had a daughter who was safest with yeah if i had a daughter who was 13 14 years old i'd much rather her bring home a 13 14 15 year old boy versus a fucking 25 to 30 year old man but not bill letts of course this guy seemed fucking ridiculous he was a schizo so that might have been some of his logic on that mm. Um, but yeah, so she started getting like real big sexual desires towards, towards older men. Uh, and, and in early 1969, Joe, what happens? So her mother ends up, her mother Daisy ends up leaving, uh, her, 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 uh, father, husband, uh, and takes Rose with her temporary to live with her daughter, Glenn's and her husband. So obviously Rose is like sister and brother-in-law at this point in right. time. Now, that was early 1969. That summer, Rose the summer was, of 1969. Back in the summer uh, of 69. I was actually trying to avoid that. Maybe I Rose knew. got her first real six string. Oh, God. No, she would have been better off if she had. <laughs> so she, Rose, ends up moving back in with her father to much of everyone's surprise. And that uh. is to me, too. This is where I don't think. That she was actually, I don't care if she went through electroshock. You don't, with an option out, go back and live with your victimizer. If if he was victimizing her. Exactly. So you don't think he was? No. I think that he, she he felt He favored safe. her, but he didn't do anything to In her. In her mind, she never saw anything wrong with her father. He was always her safe place. Well, knowing that, though... Could her father have been sexually abusing her and she didn't see anything wrong with it? Yes and no, but I think far more no. I, I would agree there. Yeah. I would at least I at least appreciate actually, you being like, yeah, there is a possibility, but I agree. It would seem the more likely answer would be that he just always gave her so much favoritism 
that why she wouldn't never she go saw back? the mean side of right, older right, men, right. but she saw her peers. We don't know if they were men or, or men or women or male or female when she was growing up. We don't know who she received all these like you know verbal assaults from being chubby. Maybe she assumed that oh you know all the my boys older my dad, age don't appreciate, but my daddy does, and maybe older men appreciate me because they won't treat me that way. Right, so right. We don't know where that disassociation or association came from, but there's some percentages of likeliness and unlikeliness. And as we said, so this is the summer of 1969. Well, a little bit before that, uh, in November of 1968. Uh, at shortly after Rose's uh, 15th birthday, she meets, and you should have put this in quotation marks in the uh, goddamn notes. He she, wasn't that bad looking when he was younger in a comparison to what she looked like and what he looked like. I, see, I, I actually think see Rose was actually kind of, I mean, it, it's tough on the older pictures because you can almost start seeing the dementedness in her eyes. <laughs> but like the younger picture, she was a very pretty girl in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, very doe-eyed, yeah. very innocent looking. Yeah, she looking. had very big eyes, yeah. very pretty face. And I mean, again, it's 2021, fucking fellas. Admit what the fuck you're into, because I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> if you sit there and you want to fucking play it behind the scenes, trust me, I've seen some big girls and some big dudes pull some ass they should have never done by pop culture standards, because people like what the motherfuck they like. Hey, and, fucking goddamn and, and, and Rose, she was very pretty. And yes. even, even despite what you say about Fred, physical attraction-wise, I don't care how chubby this bitch was, way out of fucking Fred West League, uh, in yeah, my opinion. I give you that. But shortly after her 15th birthday, she meets a delivery baker driver named Mr. Frederick West. All right, so it, it took us about an hour. But we finally have these two fucked up individuals together, uh, Joe. So let's talk about, unlike when Harry met Sally, when Freddie met Rosemary. Yeah, so these soulless goddamn fucking mates. Yeah, I, yes. I love that how you titled this. Not soulmates, soulless mates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so off the bat, Rose's dad didn't like Fred. And he never he's, got he's a good vibe. not old vibe. enough for you. Yeah, and I would actually like to say it wasn't cooperated, but her mother supposedly didn't have a good feeling about him. Thought he was a narcissist. Thought he was a blatant, habitual liar. But nonetheless, uh, her father was the one that said that um, if he would not stop seeing her daughter, or his daughter, that he would get the police involved. And he showed up even after the fact because the police said they weren't going to get involved. And he threatens him at his fucking trailer door. He threatened who? Fred. Fred threatened the... Oh, he went to, the, he went yeah, to Fred's he caravan? Went to, yeah, he went to Fred's caravan was like, Motherfucker, if you don't stop seeing my daughter, oh shit, that's going to come your way. But shit changed after Fred was sent to prison and Rose went back to her, her mom and dad's house because they had reconciled at this point. Okay. And Why then, did Fred go to jail? Uh, it was over like petty larceny, burglary. Oh, okay. Not like, not the eight counts of sexual assault where all the descriptions no. fit him. Mind you, no, something no, no, far no. less serious. No, his criminal record was always like besmirched because of his thievery. He was always sticky handed, like throughout the entirety gotcha. of his life. Yeah. Okay. Um. So he was sent to prison, but Rose went back to her parents' house, and that is when they found out that she was pregnant. By Fred. By Fred. Okay, so at yes. this point, she starts taking care of Charmaine and Anna Marie, which are Fred's other two kids. Yes, her stepdaughters. Right, So, but 
So I'm guessing at this point she left or was kicked out of her familial yeah. home. Yes. And is now living in Fred's caravan with Raising his, his daughters while, while he's in he's yes. in jail. Okay, yep. so now that that brings us to October of 1970, actually October 17th, Heather West is born. This is Fred and Rose's first child. Yes. And, you know, obviously the pressure, you know, she's a brand new fucking mother. She's raising two other kids right. that are not even hers, but Fred is always in trouble with the law and she was always agitated. She's just like, holy fucking shit. Right. I'm of this age. I just had a newborn. I'm taking care of two kids that ain't even fucking mine. I'm pissed. Right, yes. Yeah, what did I get my fucking self into? I hate life because this is as great as it's going to ever get. Right. Especially with her upbringing. I, I've peaked at 17 and I have two stepchildren and a daughter and I'm living in a caravan with a horse tooth fucker who can't drive a motorcycle and keeps getting in trouble with the law. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually We've what We've all been there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> so she was obviously, she was really hostile towards Charmaine. Well, I would say I put Charmaine just in the notes, but she was really hostile to both of the stepkids. Right, so but not Charmaine, her kid. Yeah, not her Reminders kids. Reminders of Fred's past. Exactly. Gotcha. These are my baggage. Right. And so I shouldn't have to deal with this. This has nothing to do with me. And if they were gone, me and Fred and our daughter, Heather, could just get along fine. Yeah. And because of Rose's past, she was great at being agitated, but also being the aggressor. And so she found Charmaine and her attitude towards her really hostile. Yeah, Charmaine wasn't really, she was kind no, of No, she wasn't Rose. broke. She was just like, well, my mom was going to come back for me, bitch. <laughs> well, like, that's that Scottish blood. <laughs> yeah. Because remember, Charmaine was uh, the, 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 between Fred and what was her name? Nina or Rena. Rena. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So she was backing down from shit. Although I love that, that aptitude. It did not, you know, go on Charmaine Arena. Right. Because now benefit. we're, we're rough. We're in the summer of 1971. Yep. Back in the summer of 71. Uh, um, where, yeah. where, because, because Rose didn't get her first real six stream two years earlier. Uh, Charmaine and Charmaine was constantly bucking Rose. Right, right. Charmaine was killed by Rose in a fit of rage while Fred was doing a short stint for larceny, which yeah. I'm sure he did constantly. So it was actually uh, it was a um on account of Anna Marie many years later, and I like to like throw this in. She even said that Charmaine hadn't been broken at this point in time. Charmaine always thought that Rena, her mother, was going to come back for them. Gotcha. She's like, you're not my mom. You're ah, not going to tell me what to do. Right. Essentially, you're a fucking cunt, bitch, and I see what the fuck you are. Which if there's anyone out and there. And my mama. Which if anyone's out there as a stepdad or a mom, you know, like, it's really fucking tough to be in a situation with yeah. that. Even if you're of sound mind, which we all know Rose was not. Yeah. But that's a tough situation when, like, the kid's not even trying to attempt to meet you a fucking quarter of the way. Then you add on the psychological fucked uppery of Rose West, and that's how Charmaine ended up dead. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so that was in the summer of 71. Rose actually stored the body of Charmaine in a furnace. Uh, and when Fred was released, he comes home 
doesn't have a problem necessarily yep. with it. I'm Covers sure his, her fucking shit for yeah, him. He dismembered Charmaine and buried her body in the backyard. Now, this is 1971, Joe. Yeah. When was Charmaine? Now, we got to remember, too, and this is no excuse. Charmaine was not even biologically Fred's daughter. Nina had gotten pregnant with... The, Charmaine was not biologically Rose's daughter. That was... Well... He, she was no, no, technically, remember, yeah, she wasn't technically Fred's because of the Asian bus driver. Not biological. No, no, but he raised her for the moment no, no, she no, was no, fucking I, again, born. I'm not saying an excuse or anything. And no. again, she was born in 63, so this is 71, yeah. so she's eight? Yeah. That's, all right, so I mean, everybody strapped the motherfuck in. We should have warned you, but like, this shit doesn't get any fucking prettier. Oh, no, it gets um, far worse. So then, just a month or so later... Rena shows up looking for Charmaine. Yeah. So uh, that's Fred's first wife. Yes. Charmaine's their bio, or no, I'm sorry, his not biological. His adopted but daughter. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, and, and Fred, you know, does the natural thing when you have Gets a problem. Gets drunk. It, it tries to explain this shit away on various accounts, but yeah, she's Scottish, it. so you're not going to get her drunk enough to be able to explain <laughs> anything to but her. Nonetheless, Fred ends up strangling her dismembers her and mutilates her body before burying her right near Anna McFall. So at this point, is there three bodies in the backyard? Charmaine, Anna? They're and- actually in various locations. Oh, okay. So, th- so, so, so Charmaine's in the backyard. So it, Anna McFall was in the backyard of their location out in Scotland. That's oh, where they, okay. Yeah. And then when they moved back... So Fred took... Did Fred fucking take a journey with fucking Charmaine's body? Yeah, and put it near Anna well, McFall's that's nice. body. You know, I don't want to, you know, bury her on the heath, Ugh. you know, and... <laughs> no excuses for this. No, brother. so yeah, he... So Fred strangles, dismembers, and mutilates the body of Charmaine and buries her near McFall. So I'd like to highlight mutilation also incorporates removing the fingers, the toes... Sometimes the kneecaps of... The kneecaps? Kneecaps of the patella region. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's fucking of weird. Of his murder victims. Uh, he loved his weird trophies. So he was keeping these bones. Uh-huh. Okay. But to this right. day, just no, no spoiler, to this day, they do not know where these other parts are. The, the trophy bones. Yeah. Have no goddamn idea. They should have ran an X-ray. I bet they're up Fred's ass. Mm. He seemed like the kind of guy who enjoyed a fisting. Uh, uh, and, and if you've ever listened to another episode, welcome. You know I mention <laughs> fisting way too often. Uh, so now we're, 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 we're back into the summer of the following year, 1972. May West, this is the second biological child of Fred and Rose. She's born... Uh, but the limited space of the caravan, despite offing a few people, um, they're like, hey, we, we got to move. They moved to the address of 25 Cromwell. This is still in Gloucester, though, right? Yeah. All right. But this is yeah, this the is location. This is the, this is like how Camp Crystal Lake is to Jason. <laughs> this is the address to Fro- Fred and Rosemary West. fucking Cromwell. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the new home was larger. Uh, a, a nice garage, bit, bit of a garden in the back, <laughs> private, um, and, and a good-sized cellar. And when you're a serial killer, you take a fucking home tour, and they're like, there is actually a really good cellar here. You go, ooh. Or you're sounds, from Fritzel. That sounds a bit lovely right here, it does. <laughs> you know, that sounds a bit of all right. Um, 
so it w- but it was large enough to actually sublet rooms out to have, so they, they they would rent rooms to people mm-hmm. uh, to to help out with the rent. So Fred's like, "This is good. I'm a piece of shit. I can't provide for my family. Uh, let's just fucking in- put more people in here. That'll be even better." And just like Joseph Britzel, if you've ever clued into any of our other episodes, Fred had plans for this fucking cellar the moment they saw this house. If, if you listen to this podcast <laughs> and you sub and you rent a fucking room for anyone run <laughs> they do not have your interest in heart especially if they yeah. have a goddamn at, at, the ver- at the very least they have hi- things hidden from you worst case scenario you are a plan for down the road <laughs> run get an apartment get a tent but leave so he he had plans for the cellar but he had joked with family acquaintances uh, the well one particular Elizabeth Aguiz, that he was going to make into a place for Rose to entertain her prostitution clients or soundproof it to use as his quote-unquote torture chamber. Right, because you weren't, if you were with Fred, you were going to you were gonna fucking put that ass out there for oh, some Oh, yeah, money. you wouldn't get turned out. Because Rose didn't, if I'm not mistaken, Rose didn't have a history of this prior no, to Fred. No, only Rena, so he only had the previous experience of being with somebody who was a prostitute as well. He said, <laughs> well, fuck it, bitch. You're going to make up fucking rent. Go turn it the fuck out. You're going to put Go that doe-eyed chubby ass, ass out. out there and make me some money because I, these bakery deliveries ain't going good, and I, you clearly know I'm not qualified to deliver ice cream. Um... <laughs> Uh, so, so that brings us in September of 1972. Um, All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just going to take it from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So September 1972. Now we're just talking about the cellar, but um, unfortunately, Anna Marie West was the first client, first person to ever enter this fucking dungeon. Of this, is the, this is the first biological daughter. Of, uh, Fred, of Fred and Rose, because yes. we got Anna and we got May at this point. Yes. Rose. Fuck. Her mother undresses the eight-year-old, explaining that she was lucky that she had such caring parents who were making sure that when she got married, she would be able to satisfy her husband. Rose Fuck. tied her own fucking daughter's hands shoved a gag down her fucking mouth and held her down while Fred brutally uh, brutally and viciously raped her goddamn daughter. And that is... That's his daughter, too. Yes, but it's so fucking heartbreaking, so I'm saying it from my perspective. How fucking dare you? No, no, this... Ugh. Yeah, um... So, yeah, by, by this point, as we've pointed out, Ro- Rose was a prostitute. Uh, and, and with the extra money she was bringing in, she was, she was outfitting the seller with, you know, with, with bondage devices, uh, violent sexual uh, act accoutrements, uh, toys and pornography and, and all that. Um, and actually, accor- according to Howard Sounces, he's the author of Fred and Rose, the full, uh, the full story of Fred and Rose West and the Gloucester House of Horrors. He said, quote, Rose occasionally sexually abused the girl herself, meaning her firstborn daughter. Anna Murray. Yeah. Uh, and, took ex- and later took extreme gratification in degrading her with acts such as binding Anna Marie to various items of furniture 
before encouraging Fred to rape her and forcing her to perform household chores while wearing sexual devices and a miniskirt. From the age of 13, Fred and Rose forced Anna Marie to prostitute herself within the household. With her clients being informed, Anna Marie was 16. Rose was always present in the room when these acts occurred to ensure that Anna Marie did not reveal her true age, end quote. So, yeah, you know, that's tough shit to hear, but that's what we do here. We, we, we bring that shit. We don't hide that shit because if we keep sugarcoating the past, we don't learn shit from it. Ain't that yeah. right, Joe? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that takes us to October of 1972. Yes, so Caroline Owen, 17 years old, um, she was actually hired as the West Nanny. And finding that the couple's sexual events is disgusting, she left. She Smart splits. girl. Smart yes. girl. Maybe the only one who got away from them. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. I'm wrong again. Yeah. So, yeah. so the West, knowing her like slash walking, hitchhiking route, they ended up tracking her down. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, they drive up beside her. They act super apologetic. And she ends up getting into the back seat where Rose wanted to quote unquote speak with her. And, and not good. No yeah, bueno? No, no bueno. Oh boy. And so after denying Rose's advances. I want to apologize with my mouth <laughs> and my fingers. <laughs> Fred, uh, Fred ends up pulling the fucking car over, knocks old girl unconscious, and restrains her. Caroline Owens, right? Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, knocks Caroline Owens unconscious. And she wakes up restrained in their fucking cellar. Not good. I've watched enough horror movies to know that if you suddenly wake up in a cellar, uh, I mean, I'm not telling you to try to figure out how to kill yourself, but it ain't going to be good. <laughs> I don't care if you're bound or not. A cellar is not a safe place no. to be waking up. No. Uh, if you're I, either fully or partially under dirt at that point, you have literally entered your sarcophagus. We have a crawl space here, Joe. It's a very good crawl space. If we, I'm not if, going in that fucking if, thing if, voluntarily. If, if John Wayne Gacy had our house, he would be like, that is, that's quite a crawl space you got under there. <laughs> how many, uh, whew. How many feet can you actually stand up? I like, can actually, ah, I can actually stand up upright the right beams. here. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Um, no, but, but they, I tell you what, if right now I woke up in my own cellar, I would I immediately would pee and shit myself, mostly as a defensive act. <laughs> Be like, all right, if I smell bad enough, they won't want me. Whether there's ropes the, or is chains. Is that your pr prison mechanism, too? That is my only prison defense I have at this point. I don't have clout. I do go to the gym, but I haven't practiced fighting. I'm a former funny fat kid, so I don't have self-defense built into me. At, at best, my rapist is going to giggle while he does what he does to me. And that's not good. Um, so, yeah, so she wakes up in the cellar. They, they drug her and rape her multiple times, Joe, before she was finally able to escape the, the next, next day. day. Yeah, so they were like, oh, if you'll be our nanny, like, you know, the, things will be great for you. And she's like, yeah, I got it. I'll vacuum. And she vacuumed the living room and then fucking skedaddled. Like, she fucking, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, they were like, she's like, I get it. You Again, know, there's I'm the, a there's... West. I'm a West. I'll be a part of the family. If I get you... it. This is my, my new role. Nobody's looking. All right. 
He's you know, they, they said yeah. that, and Rose with her electroshock brain, and Fred <laughs> West with his fucking motorcycle accident metal plate brain was just like, I think she's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's grab her tea. So you know? <laughs> she bolts home, and at first she wasn't going to say shit, but her mom sees, like, you know, physical. Yeah, she finally tells her mother. Yes, right. yes. And she ends up confiding her about what happened, and then the police were called, and the West were arrested. Now. We are in January of 1973, but it's honestly not clear exactly what happened, but charges were reduced at their trial, and they were only fined 50 fucking pounds apiece. So in this regard, either Owens wouldn't testify or the magistrate over the case was conned by Fred into thinking that the entire interaction was consensual. I'm going to tell you this right now. I look at pictures of Fred West. I don't think Rosemary ever had consensual sex with him. I'm going to go ahead and sit here and say that Caroline wouldn't confess. That makes more sense because if Fred's up there being like, I, you know, come on, man. She was, she was wanting it, you know? She would, look at me, man. Look at this fucking face. If I was the judge right then, I'd have been like, Oh, this bell's going to be set even higher now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. so so they're let go though. Yeah, yeah, th- fifty bucks fine, and that's it. Yep, yeah, yeah, fifty pounds fine, wow. fine a piece. And so we go from January nineteen seventy three when all this transpired into April. So we're only four months later. Right, they're feeling high on the fucking hog, and Lindy go. 19 years old. She had just moved into twenty five Qua- uh, Cromwell under the guise she would be their name nanny. That's it. And she's gone. There's no other details. So did they... Until her remains were found. Okay, all right. That's where I was about to get to, so I won't jump the gun. So, all right. So that's in April. So that gives us to August when Stephen West, the third kid. So we've got... um, Oh, who was the first one again? I know. Well, Anna. Charmaine. Well, no. No, no, no. Oh, you're talking about Anna Marie was the first share. Yeah, then we got May. Uh Uh-huh. And then now we got Steven. So this is the third. Wait, I think Charmaine and Anna Marie were both Rena's children. And then. Oh, where was it? Hold on. I'm going back into the notes now. There's May. Who is Heather? Heather Heather. was the first one. There we go. Heather Heather and then Charmaine. No, no, no. Remember, Charmaine's not biological. And at this point, Charmaine's dead. Okay, so Charmaine. Heather. Yeah, but we're talking biological at this point because that's the kids who are still living here. Still living with them is Heather, May, and now Steven. That's the biological kids of Fred and Rose West. Okay, yes, yes. Um, okay. So, so, yeah, so Steven is born uh, and, uh, in August of 1973. So then that November, November 10th, Carol Ann Cooper, she's only 15 years old. She's abducted. Sexually assaulted for nearly a week, strangled, dismembered, again, Fred took his trophies, and buried in the yard, or garden, as they like to call it. (laughs) That brings us December 27th, 1973, roughly a a month and a half later, and two days after fucking Christmas, these fucking ghouls. That's the Lord and Santa's day right there. You don't fuck around with that. Not even two days afterwards, in my opinion. And y'all know how fucked up I am. Lucy Partington, 21 years old, abducted, sexually assaulted for nearly a week, strangled, dismembered. Freddie got his trophies, buried uh, roughly within or below one of Fred's home improvement projects. So now is that the yard or are we talking cellar at this point? No. So that's the funny thing is that 
he not only replaced the cellar floor, so essentially what we call the basement floor, but okay. above ground, they also had a bathroom, like a ground level bathroom that he reconstructed or re- remodeled, excuse okay. me, that he also replaced the, uh, replaced the floors. Now, they also had a part of the garden, i.e. their backyard, that was considered God. their overflow. So sometimes the description was really vague because gotcha. they were obviously dismembering pretty much half the house all the way up to the backyard line. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So the West, at this point in time, it seems that they're really getting into some like hardcore bondage and i.e. breath play. All right, Joe. So <laughs> for our audience, we ain't going to get into how we know this or why we know this, and it's none of your fucking business. But if you'd like to know, send us a message on Snapchat to Joe. Uh, <laughs> what is breath play? Essentially, it's... Is that like choking and shit? Yeah, it's, it's choking. It's the constriction of being able to breathe normally. That's, that's okay. all breath play is, really. Okay. If you don't know what it, bondage is, I don't know how the fuck you found us, so we ain't going there. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, we know this because... They're getting eight, freakier and freakier. Yeah. April 15th, 1974, Teresa, or uh, Therese, uh, she was... No, it's Therese. Uh, it's Therese. It's Therese. Sagenthaler. Sagenthaler. Okay. I knew she was like some kind of like Norwegian Dutch uh, background, so I wasn't sure of the pronunciation. I will Tw- come in for a spot of tea. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> 22 years Wherever old. she's from, they probably make dynamite chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, wherever she was from. There you go. <sighs> go Anyways, on. Anyways, <laughs> she was tortured, dismembered, and buried under the cellar, i.e. So now basement we're back. Now floor. we're into the cellar. Yes, All we're right. back. All right. Now, November of this same year, November 14th, Shirley Hubbard, 15 years old, was also tortured, dismembered, and buried under the cell of floor. Now, is Fred taking trophies from these girls as well? Yes, was he ever, always taking? Always. Okay, it was, all right. Yeah, all right. yeah. Um, her head was found wrapped entirely with tape, with plastic tubes that were Whoa. stuck into her nostrils so that she could breathe. Now, you and I, now, again, oh. this is not, I will say this up front, this is not something John and I are into. We are aware of certain items in that side of sexuality. Correct. Because we both read and, you know, do our own thing. (laughs) Weird shit. Business. Snapchat us if you want to know. God damn it. No, I'm not into that. (laughs) I'm just going to put that out there. So, so, so. But essentially, this is the restriction. So they're saying before she had, before they killed her, they were doing this to her. Oh, yeah. They wrapped her entire fucking head, uh, her entire. They were doing breath play shit with her while they were assumingly raping and torturing her. Yeah, they were constricting her capability of screaming or yelling by, you know, obviously taping her face shut, her mouth shut. And the only way that she could actually breathe was these, you know, obviously straws, small, roughly. Yeah, straws being stuck into her fucking nose. And someone, so you and have to be a, calm right. in order to pull a full breath yeah. to sustain yourself through a panic situation. Anybody who has even ran cross country knows this. You must intake through the fucking nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And out, you're supposed to breathe out of your mouth. Yeah. No, this bitch had to endure this shit. Whatever was going on with her in a drug, possibly a drug into state, <sighs> under panic, That's... fucking trying to breathe in and breathe out of fucking her constricted nostrils. That's rough. Yeah. No, when and I on read top that. Of it, she's only 15. Yeah. When I read that, I went, 
Holy fucking and again, hell. As you know, Joe jo is the medical one here, so she's letting you know just how bad it actually fucking was. I'm because sorry. if you've <laughs> ever fucking made a New Year's resolution and went to the gym two or three times, you know if you're not practiced in it, you realize how much of a mouth breather most people are. Yeah, yeah. When you get panicked. But, well, when because, your heart yeah, accelerates. Well, well, yeah, when your heart exactly. rate accelerates. Whenever you're trying, you're to, trying to catch to breath, you're on yes. that treadmill, that elliptical. You're breathing and then you start catching that side crample. That is because you're breathing in through your mouth and not through your nose yes. and regulating shit. Yeah. So now imagine instead of being on a treadmill or an elliptical, you have someone raping, torturing, doing all kinds of funky shit to you and you can't breathe through your mouth even if you want to. And now at 15, right. And then, and then, and then you take it from someone like me, you know, I got a very proud Anglo fucking nose. Yeah. I got some fucking you nostrils way on this. Better honker. than me. <laughs> I got some nostrils. A straw, a regular drinking straw is no, that's like literally cutting like at least half of my nostrils capabilities off. At that point. I would say more like a third or a fourth. Either way. But so, yeah, so that's rough. So then we go into April 11th of the next year, 1975. We got Juanita Mott. She's 18 years old. Same thing. Tortured, dismembered, and buried on the cellar floor. Now, according to Howard Saunces, again, the author of Fred and Rose, the full story of uh, Fred and Rose West and the Gloucester House of Horrors, quote, Juanita was gagged with a ligature made from two long white nylon socks, a bra, and two pairs of tights, one within the other. She was then trussed up with lengths of plastic-covered rope of the type used for washing lines. So that's like, you know, the stuff, your clothesline shit. Yeah. Uh, the rope was used in a complicated way with loops tied around her arms and thighs, both wrists, both ankles, and her skull, horizontally and vertically, backwards and forwards across her body until she could only wriggle like a trapped animal. Then the Wests produced a seven-foot length of rope with a slipknot end forming a noose. This was probably used to suspend Juanita's body from the beams in the cellar. Wow. And goddamn quote. So, uh, all right, so... So they were into at this point in time. Obviously, they're into that's heavy bondage. Yeah, that, that's that, some legit. That's that's not you and your wife, or you and your husband, or you and your significant other got a pair of handcuffs and a ball gag. This is no. fucking next level. This is fucking rope shit. play. It, it, yeah, exactly. Because I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now, ninety nine percent of y'all, and this includes me and Joe, even though we're aware of this stuff, ninety nine percent of you could not pull off. On a human body, certainly an unwilling human body, what Fred and Rose were able to pull off on Juanita Mott. This is someone dedicated to rope play bondage. This is some, sed and, and not the safe kind. No. Either. No, because we're not, if you're in the yeah. rope play, we're if not you against you. If you are in the BDSM community and yeah. you have found us, we a thousand percent agree with what you do because Absolutely. there are rules and there are parameters. Yep. There's agreements between two consensual exactly. adults. So when we when we're talking about this, we are not besearching 
your guys' relationship dynamic whatsoever. so goddamn but ever. you also know but if you're into that stuff this and is you're talented at it, you know it. what yes. you're doing, you understand how fucked up what they were doing to Juanita was. Yes. Uh, so I, I guess at this point, either they go quiet for about a year and a half or nothing's really known. Nothing's discovered. Nothing's known because right. – Obviously, Fred has another place where he has he has buried bodies at one point in time. Okay, so but this brings us to December of seventy seven. Yeah, uh, and we have Tara West. Who and this is again, we're not besmirching. We're just pointing this shit out. Uh, Tara is 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 mixed race. This is Rose got pregnant from one of her clients. Yes. yes. Um. Uh, but but Tara West is born. So now this is the fourth daughter for Rose. But no, she's not biologically Fred's daughter no. at this point. Uh, and at this point, she's born. Still, nothing else is really known until we get to April of 1978, yes. Joe. Yeah, so Shirley Robinson, she's 19 years old, and she is pregnant with Fred's child. Now, I didn't put in the notes, but it was previously speculated that they had met many years prior and that there was like some ongoing fancying, you know, fancying them one another, one another. But essentially at this point in time in April of 78, she was pregnant with Fred's child. Um, It was also speculated she was a former prostitute that was actually sexually involved with Fred and Rose at some point in time. Right. But Rose was currently pregnant with a client, again, another... Outside you know, of Tara. So this yeah. is past Tara. Rose yeah. is pregnant again, again from a client. another okay, client. Okay, gotcha. But Shirley was pregnant with Fred's child. And Rose became jealous and demanded that Fred... Take care of the situation. It's okay if I do it, not if you do it. Fred, go fuck her up. Yeah, as the dominant person Rose is. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, was. oh yeah. Like, you can look at Rose, especially if you look at, like, her younger pictures. You wouldn't fucking think it. No, Rose was Fred the in the fuck, goddamn yeah, show. Rose, yeah, Rose yeah. had the whip in her hand in this point. Yeah. Fred met his match and had to fucking succumb when he met Rose. Yeah. Not that he didn't fucking love every minute of it, but that was the way it was. Yeah. So essentially, she says Rose, or Rose was like, Fred, take care of this. And he falls suit by dismembering Shirley and their uh, unborn child, took trophies. Did, did it say how far along she was? Did we ever find that seven out? Seven to eight months. God damn. So that's a fully a viable formed fetus. Fucking, fucking hell. Our boys were born roughly at eight months. Um, yeah, essentially. Yeah, like, they were like, they were, yeah, like, they were like three months. to four weeks early. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, you look at either one of our kids, they're fucking horses. And we've, uh, yeah, I say, yeah, they're horses. But yeah, even previous to that, we have friends who have had children that much younger yeah, than this, that. Yeah, this, God. A thousand percent viable. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so he dismembers. Took his trophies. Yeah. Yep. His usual flanges and, yeah. Yeah, yeah God damn it. Um, and buries them in the rear garden of 25 Cromwell, which was, at that point in time, their overflow, uh, overflow cemetery. Right. But that brings us into November, November of the same year of, yeah. of 78. Rose gives birth to a second child that's not biologically Fred's. This is from a client. Uh, this is Louise West. She was born then. Um, at this point, Anna Marie leaves the house to live with her boyfriend, Sometime in, in 70, early seventy nine. Yeah. This is the second. This is the second biological kid. Yeah. Of Fred and Rose, she leaves to go be with her boyfriend. Yeah, she's done. She. Yeah. She's an actual runaway. She's just like peace right. out. I can't handle this. Uh, but also, but at this point now, we got August fifth, nineteen seventy nine. Joe Allison Chambers, six years old. This is another murder. Just the standard. 
keep, torture, rape, kill, dismemberment kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of details, but it seemed like because it was so close in conjunction to Anna Marie leaving, that was Whoa. their way of kind of taking out their frustrations of the entire situation. Be and, like, oh, Fred lost his, you know, his focus. Let's go fuck up somebody else. So, no, actually, what I, and, and I got this wrong. I'm going to have to go back and correct it. So, Anna Marie is actually uh, Fred's first biological child. That's the one that he had with, um, oh, not Rena. Who was the other one? Uh, Anna McFall. Mm. No, so, Anna, McFall's, Anna McFall never gave birth. Anna McFall, he dismembered so Anna who did McFall. He, so did he have Anna Marie with, with Rose? No, no, no. She was born in 64, Joe. So that was with Catherine. Oh, so that was with Rena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was his first. That was Fred's first biological child with Rena. He got Rena went away. They got was rid Asian. Of, they, they killed Charmaine. Yeah, they, they got rid of Charmaine. Uh, and she was with the Asians. This was Fred's only child with, with Rena. Rena. So, so she was okay. still here the whole That's time. That's what fucked me up. So Charmaine, so, yeah, so, Anna Marie, then Heather. Then we got to Heather, then May, May. and then Stephen, and then the two children that Rose had that wasn't biologically Fred's that she had with clients. So, Louise, from my understanding, though, Louise was born of Fred. Uh, it, but again... It's, it's well, given the dates, though, they're saying it was speculated, so we don't know. I mean, But it, she was intermittently also fucking clients and right. fucking so, Fred. So, it's so it's, it's, it was it's tough just, to ever yeah. fucking know at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. But we'll, we'll go with confirmed at this point. So, yeah, so his only biological child with his first wife, Rena, um, is Anna Marie. She's the one who left. Yeah. So at this time, Fred starts to focus all his depravity on his two biological girls with Rose. That's Heather and, and May. May. Yeah. Uh, and, and then in June of 1980, Barry West is born. Again, it's tough to know. Is it Fred's? Is it not? Because the whole time, again, no knocking her, but they're fucking around with their, you know, uh, Rose has clients coming in and out. We don't know at this point, yeah. but I, I guess it was owned by it or, or it was owned by him. Uh, so then we hit another big gap about a year, almost two years. Mm -hmm. We get to April of 1982, Rosemary Jr. And, and we're aware. Yeah. You Rosemary Jr. Named after Rose. Clearly. She, yeah. So she is definitely a child of another client because she is mixed um that was born at this point so that yep. yeah so so again they're still keeping up their lifestyle we've got to we've got to figure that they're so this entire time there's rose, no reason to think they're not still killing people or maybe they went on a sabbatical i don't know i don't know that nobody knows apparently exactly yeah we would never know the actual fucking body count body count it is speculated there's probably far more than what was ever discovered but essentially rose this entire time was r running her own prostitution house just for herself and a few of her daughters um that are, were unwilling she was willing but the kids weren't right of course. um but she had this room i think it was on the second or third story that had a red light on the outside of this room anytime uh, that red light was turned on was the kids client. yeah there was a client the kids knew not to fuck around up there they stayed away from that floor or whatever essentially uh. intermittently yeah she would get knocked up and she supposedly again i say 
uncooperated. Right. Uh, she would try to bl- bring in younger girls because they subletted rooms. She right. would try to bring in other females that would kind of fill in, you know, oh, you don't want me because I'm fucking knocked up right now? Hey, how about this right. one who isn't? Why don't you take my place for a little while? This is the way you're going to pay your rent and you're going to stay here. And once I'm no longer knocked up, I will assume my duties and we'll see if you're going to stick around or not. That's how it kind of read out to me. I could be interpreting it wrong right. from what I read, but I tried my fucking damnedest. So, so the last victim we have before all this is August 5th of 79. That's Allison Chambers, 16 years old. So in 1980, June 1980, Barry West was born. We could have been Fred's, could have not. April of 1982, Rosemary Jr., definitely not Fred's. She was born. July of 1983, Luciana West was born. She was another. She was clearly mixed. Also not Fred's. She was born. So during this whole time, we don't have any confirmed shit going on. From 1979 until almost seven years later, we don't have anything until June 19th of 1986 when Heather West, that is the first biological child of Fred and Rose, is killed by Fred and Rose. Heather had confided in a close friend that the rumors circulating around her school were true. Clearly at this point, you got people dropping dead. You've got people that are going into their houses and disappearing. It, well, essentially it was actually about, Oh, you know, your mom's a prostitute right. because we know what's going on. That. Oh, your brothers and sisters are all, you know, mixed. Yeah. Mixed. Everyone doesn't look the same. All exactly. This stuff, you know, so, so all that stuff's going on. Heather confides that it's true. The friend went to her parents, but their but their parents were friends with Fred and Rose. Yeah, uh, she was severely beaten and escorted back and forth from school. We're talking about Heather now. Uh, the children were told multiple things that you know she got a job, she ran away, uh, she was wanted for fraud, whatever. And that, but at the same time, Fred would threaten the kids that they'd end up under the patio like fucking Heather. Yeah. So they they killed Heather, and that was an ongoing joke. Right. Yeah. It kept going because again, we go from '86 to nothing until May of 1992. When Fred viciously raped Louise West. Now, this is, again, could have, she could have been Fred's, could have not. It was, she wasn't uh, mixed. You couldn't confirm. Uh, but this is definitely Rosemary's daughter. She gave birth to her. Yeah. Uh, and Fred's, at the very least, adopted daughter. She's yeah. living there. He's raising her and all that stuff. Yeah, just to paint, paint a picture for it. Uh, is it a fucked up picture? It's a fucked up picture, uh, yeah. I'm turning my mic away, everybody. Enjoy, Joe. Yeah, so uh, Fred calls Louise up, says he's he needs some bottles or materials, whatever, calls her upstairs. And the next, te- the next thing the other kids hear is her screaming bloody fucking murder and telling daddy no, daddy no. Ugh. About an hour and a half later, two hours later, She's actually found by her siblings sobbing and writhing in pain when she finally comes to consciousness. She was raped, sodomized, and strangled during this incident. So that's, i.e. why she kind of woke up a little bit later. Yeah. Now, when she confided in her mother, Rose, Rose's goddamn fucking response was, oh, well, <sighs> you were asking for it. Fucking Jesus Christ. End quote. Uh, holy shit 
She was actually, Luis was raped three additional times over the following weeks. Rose was witness to at least one instance of this rape. And reported to have followed her bleeding daughter into the goddamn bathroom saying, quote, well, what did you expect? End quote. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, re- it's reported. I'm going to guess it's reported and that they saw it. Obviously, it's not released. And who the fuck would want to see it if it was? Louise reported it, but her, the cops couldn't find it. Okay, all right. She reported that Fred had filmed one of these instances. Uh, Louise actually told a close friend what had been happening. And the friend's mom calls uh, in an anonymous tip on August 4th. Of 1992, yeah. So this brings us to August 6th of 1992, Joe. The, the police searched the West's home for, quote, stolen goods. Yeah, so that was the grounds of their Because they got this anonymous tip, yep. so they lied to him yep. without a warrant, and I'm assuming. Knowing, yeah, and knowing Fred's fucking past yeah. history as being a sticky fingers, I, they were like, well, fuck it. We'll look for stolen goods. You mean the, you mean the bloke with the ice cream truck? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... 13-year-old Louise West, she makes a full statement to the police at this point in time and how the abuse had actually started when she was only 11. Fucking so more hell. or less, she had been molested, hadn't been penetrated. Going through this for two years. Yeah, until her siblings were uh, within earshot. Jesus. And the medical examination that was uh, performed on her revealed that her statements were, in fact, true. Uh, yeah, but now at this point, Anna Marie... This is the one that's left, by the way. This is the one who's with the boyfriend. Yes. Clearly, she had shit happen to her. If you think Fred spared any of his yeah. kids, no, Fred no. or Rose, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, but learning that Fred had denied any wrongdoing, Anna Marie actually contacts the authorities and gives a full statement and agrees to testify. Uh, she actually added she had been trying to trace her mother, Rena, and her half-sisters, Charmaine and Heather. Yeah. Couldn't which get is a home. note, which is a very much of note. Right. She is the reason why the investigation into their disappearances became full. Like, they were in the spotlight. However, though, the kids then get cold feet, including Anna Marie, yeah. out of fear of Rose and Fred retaliating. So that's what these, that's the way these kids were. Yeah. They had them basically dead to fucking right. If you think about but, it, they were born into a state of fucking fear. Oh, yeah. Knew, saw older siblings. Never knew siblings. anything different. Yeah, saw older siblings, fucking strangers possibly even coming into the home. Oh, yeah. They're going to be petrified. Yeah. Like, holy shit, our parents have been getting away with this for fucking years. Well, and, and how much? the other siblings. I'm never going to get out of this. I need to self-protect. Well, and how much of it do they think was normal? Yeah. You're seeing it from day one, so how much of it just seems like fucking normal? So then you've got someone like Anna Marie who has now gotten out of this situation and knows this is not fucking normal. This I'm is fucked scared. up. Scared. So even though that 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 happened, that's 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 you know August to early fall of '92. So. Nothing goes on until February 23rd of 94 when a search warrant is finally obtained. Uh, Hazel Savage, who we mentioned earlier, uh, had began working on the case, remembering what Rena had said to her years ago about Fred's sexual perversion. Uh, and the pressure on Rose and Fred actually causes Fred to confess. Yes. He wanted to protect Rose. Yeah. Did not want her to go down. So at this point, He's losing his nerve. I'm sure fucking Rose was fucking made of stone, was cool with it, but Fred was terrified Rose was going to fucking go down for it. So he just spills the beans. Yeah, the following day. So on February 24th, so uh, search warrant is obtained 23rd. 24th, they show up. 
Fred is arrested and then tells them exactly where to find Heather's body and says to their son, Stephen or Stephen, uh, quote, look, son, look after mom and sell the house. I've done something really bad. I want you to go to the papers and make as much money as you can. Sell the story. Sell the story. Sell the story. Take care of your mom. Take care of what's left. Like, shit is in shambles. I'm taking the fucking heat. That's exactly what that statement was saying. You know, I I mean. Now, at this point in time, they're in the backyard. Yeah, they find find more bones. Yeah, they technically, you know, they find Heather. Right. But they're finding more shit that's not Heather. They found a third femur, and that's what makes him say, oh, Fred, that, at that point, Dennis is like, oh, yeah, there's two additional bodies. Yeah. So, uh, I'm caught. <laughs> he could have just said one, but no, he's like, fuck it. There's like probably <laughs> right. at least two more back there. Because he's not bright. He's no, got a metal goddamn a plate in his head. Wait, so every... Wait, you have... You have every one person femur? has one femur. <laughs> so they found two. So I mean, there was two more. And you know, in his mind, he's like, fuck yeah. You got... I'm a fucking... Yeah, genius I love you rose you know <laughs> rose my dozy rosy you know so we jumped from february 24th to yeah, april yeah. 20th Two months later yeah. yeah 420 baby yeah rose is finally arrested for the rape of an 11 year girl or yeah 11 year old girl and, and assault, assault of an eight-year-old boy but these were charges from the 1970s like the mid 1970s wow and she was refused bail yeah. So whatever they dug up was like, hey, this is indicative of who Rose is. I want it on paper. Yeah, don't let her go. We got her no. husband here. He's already confessed to three fucking murders. Yep. You know, he's dumb as fucking shit. She had to have been the one. There's got to be something else she's playing at And here. there was a reason why she was held out on bail. So that was April 20th. We're now to April 25th. And this is when Rose is formally arrested for the murders of Shirley Robinson, an unknown female. So now we're up to two plus two other assaults. Right. Now, Fred confessed at this point in time to five additional murders. He's trying to confess to every fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Thing. He's just if trying they, to if cover If they came their in and was like, well, Rose just admitted she, she, she confessed to 20 murders. Oh, I did them. I didn't well, know that them. was the thing. Rose hadn't confessed. She was just formally arrested. No, I'm just saying, they could have yeah. came in and yeah. told him that. He was so terrified. Anything was going to happen to Rose, and yeah. she was going to go down for it. Yeah, exactly. And so he he confessed to five additional murders. Tells him all about the shit going on in the cellar and under the bathroom. Yeah, that ground floor bathroom. Right. Exactly. And then Fred claims full responsibility at this point in time, and the investigation is open into the, the disappearance. Disappearance, yeah, of Rena and Charmaine. Because, again, remember, Anna... Was like, I've been trying to fucking reach them. Yeah. I can't find them. Yeah. So now this this investigator has enough information. They're like, okay, bodies have been found. Oh, they're, you know, Anna Marie's been looking for them. Why has it been an this investigation? This is logically been open why previously? she can't get in touch with them. This would make the most sense yes. of why she we can't find them. We need to figure out where these bodies are because more than likely the West killed them. Right. Yep. So this brings us to the trial. They moved into trial quickly. Pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, May 6th of 94, Fred and Rose are jointly charged for five counts of murder. Uh, And then on June 30th of 94, the the formal charge court appearance, uh, Fred actually tried consoling Rose, to which she pulled away. Uh, Rose basically abandons Fred. Yeah, and covers her own goddamn ass. And Fred's upset about it, clearly, because he's been trying his best to take as much heat as possible so Rose does not get in any trouble. Yeah. In his mind, he's like, Rose is going to be fine. I'm going to tell him I, I did all of it. 
So how much worse, I'm sorry, but how much worse, I know they're both fucking killers and they're awful goddamn people, but how much worse does that make you feel about Rose? Because she is all about some goddamn self-preservation. I feel like, personally, she was probably the person that orchestrated all this because she had the stronger of the two personalities. I'm sure at least she was the instigator. Yeah. She's the ringleader. You never never take anything away from Fred because Fred, I mean, they're both fucked up. Yeah. But... I don't think Fred would has would have been as bad as he was if he didn't have Rose. Like a lackey. I, yeah, kind of. Like, he's, you need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah, Take but, care but of then this. again, like I said, I, do, I don't want to give any of them any kind of fucking no, credit because they're not. fucking terrible people. But again, uh, they reconvene for another court hearing December 13th of 94. She brushes them off again. January 1st, this is the New Year, 1995, Joe. Fred is found dead yes. by suicide by hanging yes. in his cell, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, it was premeditated. He had taken uh, pieces of his bed sheet, some tags yeah. that he had stolen from laundry, constructed essentially his own noose, knew particularly when to hang himself so the guards wouldn't find him in order to save him. He had a tie to run a lock, a bar, and um, a, a window bar. Jesus. And had to essentially hover above his own knees in order to kill himself. Like, that was So a he lot. wasn't even far enough off the floor. He had to actually, like, kind of tuck his legs. Yeah. It's so. That, that's, that's some goddamn dedication. That, to me. He loved his dozy rosy. Yeah. That was the weird thing. It's like. That made me feel even more, I, well, it made me feel slightly empathetic yeah, to him. Yeah, you, you got Because to. he had the brain damage that we can document. We will never know no. really the, the actual um, level of detriment that Rose was inflicted right. while she was going through electroshock in yeah. the womb. She but we know evidently that Fred went through some like traumatic brain trauma. insanely bad head traumas yeah. in like the span of two years. And this weird fucking dedication to loving her despite yeah. the fact Again. that she killed... It's technically his first stepdaughter. Yeah, but again, we're not making any fucking excuses it's for what weird. Fred did. It's just weird. It, yeah, it's fucked up and yeah. mildly tragic, but the good thing is and Fred's dead. And mildly, weirdly romantic? Yeah, some But straight, in a sick, sadistic way? Some straight fucking Gloucester Romeo and Juliet shit over here. <laughs> so, Fred's dead. Uh, that brings us to October the 3rd of 95. So, 10 months later, Rose finally goes to trial. Uh, she learns that Fred, during a recorded conversation, had confessed that Rose participated. So maybe that could have been the coupling of the guilt. A, she she shut me away. Yeah. I can't handle my life without Rose. Fuck this bitch for doing that shit, because I got a metal plate, and I know how to turn my fucking motorcycle up to noon <laughs> and fucking ride a wheelie no matter what happens to my body. <laughs> so I'm going down. And I ain't going to be here, but I know she's going down. So at this point, when he does that, it goes from five murders each to ten murders on Rose. Yeah, and so when I put in the word recorded, it was it was really, really... Um... Is it known for sure that it was Fred? It was known it was Fred, but the... Coerced? The word, the, no, the wording recorded 
it was it seemed like the adult protective person that was assigned to him kind of led the one, him to it no not led him to oh. it but was like saying hey i don't knew, normally do these type of interviews but this is what he disclosed to me not so oh. much that it was actually recorded physically on something but she was recounting <sighs> it oh so like that, he was kind of off the record and she was like well he was off the record but he's dead yeah uh, <laughs> so do you want to know why shit's going to get real bad for you later in court? Exactly. Here's why. Yeah. I hope uh, Dozy Rosie don't doze off during this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, so Charmaine's murder uh, has been added to her charges when investigators figured out that she disappeared while Fred was jailed. Yep. Uh, because, again, yeah, she, took care, of Char- of she took care of Charmaine yep. while Fred was locked up. Uh, Rose was, you know, painted out to be the dominant partner and played a major role in all the crimes, which she was, uh, she got multiple life sentences and she's still, as we said before, currently an inmate at HM prison, New Hall, Flockton, uh, West Yorkshire. Um, and, and that you would think I, that would I, be I the want, end of the story. That is the end of Fred and Rose. Yes. But you found, but a, couple little, you, you, you found a couple little nuggets oh, that I yeah. want to close it out with. So, so go in to some of the fucked uppery of their kinfolk, Joe. Yes. Yes. So William Hill, Fred West's cousin, was actually convicted of rape and three counts of indecent assault. Now, it wasn't, it didn't specify what year and what technically indecent assault was. Right, but we're just letting but you know it the, sounds bad. the fucked up apple doesn't fall far from the fucked up tree. Yeah, absolutely not. Now, Stephen West. Yeah, this is, this is this their third biological yes. kid, their first biological son of Fred and Rose. Yeah, was convicted after admitting underage sex with a 14-year-old in 2004. Now, now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, all right? And I pulled, I, I, I gleaned some of this information between a, a few different articles. Now, she had gotten pregnant, and they both agreed to, for her to go secretly off and have the, an abortion. Right. But they continued the relationship after the fact. Now, it is very well said. That obviously, Stephen West went through some goddamn PTSD. Th- this, he saw, yes. heard, was witnessed some fucked up shit. Now, he, he knew that was all he knew was the norm. Yeah. You are brought, by this point, Fred, by the time he was born, Fred and Rose were in full swing of all their shit. Yeah. He, again, he's the third this biological. Is his normal. Right. So again, but he knew it, something was abnormal. Okay. He knew something was abnormal because. Pray tell. Yes. So during the uh, trial and all of that, it was multiple times social services would come in and kind of talk to all of the kids at different points in time. And Stephen was even like, oh, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened, but it didn't make me feel good. And that, uh, yeah, so that technically made him kind of look like he was like psychologically stunted. Okay. This. Which would make sense given his fucking upbringing. Yes. So he got stunted at a point in his mind where I'm supposed to trip from you know, innocence and illo- uh, illogical. I mean, at this, I, honestly, you think about everything we just talked about was going, all the shit that was going on, the, the, the prostitution with, 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 with Rose and underage girls, Fred See raping underage sisters. girls. Yeah. And all that stuff was going on in the house. Yeah. It was going on in the house. Essentially, essentially nonstop yeah. from the time he was born until they were locked up. Yeah. If there's one person here that I want, I want to give my fucking sympathy to, 
it's this fucking cat right yeah. here because I there is no way any of us could fathom the amount of mental damage that could happen from having been born into and raised in that kind of and environment. And then going through the trial. Yeah. And knowing what your parents if, yeah, fucking fi- fi- did. Yeah, finding out that, hey, I thought it was bad, but, oh, goddamn, it was 30 times worse yes, than what I thought it was. Absolutely. And that's where I say the event, the or the article says that the defense resorted to defending Steve in this way, but I feel that was almost happened. It, it, it had to be yeah, defended you have, that, that way. You have to take that into consideration for somebody like him, in my opinion. But he, Stephen, considered what he had with this girl as a real relationship, and he explained. That's what he was seeing. He's yeah, all he's ever seen. Well, that was the that was the mental state he was in. That was the mental age he was older, in. Older men with his younger yeah, sisters, his puberty, older father he's with younger stunted. Mm-hmm. He's going through puberty. And he is getting Absolutely. hit over the goddamn head with PTSD. Absolutely. He is stunted to that age of 13, 14 years old and being pre-prubescent or right. actually just going through puberty. And he confides in this girl as though he's the same age as her. Right. He says, I love her. She yeah. loves me. I confide in her. She confides in me. We trust each other. But he realized his own age and that it was wrong, but it felt right. Right. He so he was he and was willing he was willing way, to let other people l- tell him it was wrong and feel like it was wrong, but it didn't feel wrong to him. Yeah. And why would it, given what he went through? And then there was one more, Joe, one more of their yeah. family members. Seven as uh, Stephen Lett, which is Rose's nephew, <sighs> was convicted with rape of a twelve-year-old girl in two thousand and seventeen. So at that point, you're talking like good. God, that's like 22, 23 years after Same the trial. Same goddamn bloodline. Right. Same goddamn bloodline. So, yeah. So, I mean, again, as I said before, the fucked up apple sometimes does not fall too far from the fucked up tree. So that is the story. The really, we didn't mean to go this long, everybody, but there was a lot of shit to cover here. And there could have been more. We cut out some oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, for real. We, we did our best. We were we were sad that we, we didn't, we don't like to go to two hours if we can help it. We try to stick around the 90-minute mark, and we actually shaved some shit down. Um, but yeah, that's the story of Fred and Rose West. We hope you fucking enjoyed it. Uh, one more time, Joe, where do they go if they want to connect with us? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. What are they going to find there? Uh, social media links as well as the direct links to all of our applications. Direct the, links, no bullshit. Yeah, direct links to all the podcast hosting, our YouTube, our BitChute. And then, of course, make sure that you are following us on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Spread the Dread Podcast as well. Hit me Re- on Snapchat, whatever you need to do. Yeah, Snapchat, you can find Joe on there, Spread the Dread Podcast. And, of course, Spread the Dread Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on any of the podcast platforms you can do that on. And if you send us a screenshot of that five-star review along with your mailing address, you will qualify as a five-star super spreader, and we'll send you some free stickers for your fucking trouble right there. Um, Is that it? That's it. That's it, everybody. Again, sorry for keeping you all so long. We had a blast recording this. As usual. And so we hope that you had a blast listening to it. But. As we always close, I'm John. And I'm Joe. And you have a great day or night whenever it is you're listening to this. And in the words of our man, Jack Torrance. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?